Hello and welcome to Filling in the Gaps. I'm Justin. I'm Dan. Here on Filling in the Gaps, we talk about puzzle games and puzzling movies. Today we're going to talk about The Hex. Dev and Pub, Daniel Mullins Games, you mad genius. Yes. <laughs> Creator of Pony Island, which I think we talked about on Buyer's Remorse, and Inscription, which we definitely talked about here. It's another great game. It's a game that, again, takes mechanics and ideas from other games, makes it new, makes it something different, shows us that he could very well make probably hundreds of very cheap mobile games and make his fortune that way, but instead he chooses to do these sort of artistic, interesting, subvert expectations in a good way kind of story that connects as we're going to get into there's minor connections to inscription recent and overall very positive it is ten dollars a base but it's from 2018 so it definitely does hit sales i think this is one of those that kind of every sale it is on sale yeah and i think you can get them as part of a bundle now as well which is good this is one of those games i think is just going to be worth it anyway but certainly on sale it's going to about hit our dollar per hour. I think it's about five hours. Yeah, I think, I don't know why, I'm, maybe I farmed this for cars, but my first playthrough is nine hours for this. I'd be surprised. I think you either were farming for cars or you left it running while you were doing something doing else something, I forgot. Maybe, maybe. I just can't imagine this game took quite that long. Yeah, because it's not, I mean, it is a puzzle game in a sense. There's some deeper secrets to find, but it's fairly straightforward, isn't it? It's not like the and game tries to trick you. And some of the deeper secrets, as far as puzzle stuff, you were really looking for this time. You didn't. Yeah, really you look can't. For well, actually, you can't find them unless you finish the game. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I have not found those, so I'll be very curious to find out what you discovered. Mm-hmm. Well, is... I'd like to discover my notes. I'm. I know I took notes for this, man. Well, I just you want to take another quick look around? Maybe. Are you sure you don't want us to? Uh... Record the other one, and then as we're doing that, suddenly it'll hit you as to no, where you... No, I, honestly, if it's gone, it's gone, but I, maybe, maybe I didn't. Maybe I'm just imagining it. This is a keyboard and mouse-only game mm-hmm. for controller people like me. <laughs> it, yeah. It's not bad, though. I would say there are some of the games where I was just... Because what the game does is, in this one you're going to explore multiple genres and multiple tropes. And there are a couple of them where it's just... Well, there's, there's a literal twin-stick shooter later on in the game, and it's like, no sticks. Yeah, <laughs> that became a little bit of an issue. He makes it work, though, and that's what I mean where I say he can make tons of mobile games. He's proven that he could find a way to make other games in a point-and-click fashion that really shouldn't be done yeah. in a point-and-click fashion people would probably play them, Hmm. especially with some of the twists and interesting aspects that he puts onto them. But that's kind of where I want to end because once we start talking about this, it's going to be Spoiler City. So I highly recommend it. I put this off for far too long. It's been on our short list for years. Literally years, yeah. I'm not sure why it kept getting bumped, but here it is. I think Inscription came up and we wanted to get on that right away so i think maybe that happened and then just i think after we played inscription i, I kind of said like you know we've had the hex on our list for ages because i finished the hex years ago and i was like i think 
because of the kind of connections it's got to in uh, inscription, I was like, you should check out the hex now for sure. Let's let's go and do it. And yeah, it's it's a great game. I've 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 loved this game forever. It's it's just so interesting because of the the way that it looks. It takes like a, a meta look at games, and that's what he does in all of his games. Yeah, he's he's got this genre. Is like his own genre nailed down. Yeah. I think I said to you in a text, I'd kind of like to see him try to do just a straight his own game. I don't know if I would. <laughs> but yeah, when you said that to me, I also thought maybe I don't because he definitely has this down and he does it well. And he's got an idea. He's got a plan. You can see quite clearly that he's either had foresight to like, this is what I'm building to, or he's finished that game and gone, all right, what can I take from that and build on? You know, he, he, whichever way around, he's done it so that I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's done it so well that I don't know if this is part of a master plan or just a really smooth, like, oh, I'll just cherry pick that from my last game and we'll build on that. Yeah, it's really, really good. And I will say this now, might say it again at the end, but it's just funny that Pony Island, I think, was the first mm-hmm. game that he produced, at least the first one I was aware of. And so much of that game is talking about, okay, you finished that game, now make another one. And that's kind of how I feel about Dan yeah. Mullen stuff. As soon as I play one, I do want to play another one. Yeah. And now I've kind of run out of them. So <laughs> maybe that was the other reason to, <laughs> to delay is I knew it might be a while before we see the next one. Yeah. Either way, though, we both recommend The Hex. Definitely think that it's worth playing. It's a lot of fun. It's very interesting. Give it a try. If you have already played, hopefully, or if you really don't care about spoilers, well, you can join us in a minute because here it is, your spoiler warning. The game begins with a storm raging in a forgotten part of the video game universe. We enter a bar. I think it's called the Six Pints, Mm -hmm. which is interesting given that we have six characters. And the game's called The Hex. A phone rings. We play as the man behind the bar who's in a wheelchair. As I said, there are six patrons. So not six people in the bar, but six patrons, six mm. <laughs> video game characters who are drinking here. A call says someone is planning a murder. And the bartender chooses to announce this to everyone. As I was taking my notes, I noticed a very interesting thing in the fact that the pause menu will also show you the most recent bits of dialogue that have come up. This is wonderful mm-hmm. there's so many times where you just missed what somebody said or it went just a little bit faster than you thought it would yeah and, and you can change the dialogue speed in the game as well and the options which is useful it is though it's mostly at the right speed it's just occasional times where it's a really long bit yeah you can speed it up though if you want if, if you want to if it's too slow for you you can actually let's take this three three speeds for it like that's great we then as the player become Super Weasel Kid, and we walk around. (laughs) I have no idea who this one is supposed to be based on. No, no idea at all. But actually, I get the idea that it's meant to be like Sonic, but the level is nothing like Sonic. No, it's more Mario than... It's like a mashup of the two, isn't it? I think that's the idea, yeah. I noticed there's an elevator and there's a kitchen, but we can't enter those. We have to go around and talk to everybody. That is what the bartender tells us. Hey, kid, go talk to everybody. Find out their story. You're the only one I trust. (laughs) Rust, a man in green, says, 
he plans murder. Uh, three, in fact. <laughs> Which <laughs> has to do more with like who he is as a character and his game than, oh, he's playing to murder somebody in the bar. Yeah. It's like he's still stuck in the game. The blue armored space marine, Lazarus, says we aren't supposed to know each other. So it's, again, this weird meta thing of they all come from different games, so they're not supposed to know each other, but they're all here. So, of course, they would, but we will find out. I mean, we're in the spoiler section now. We will find out that many of these characters have multiple connections with other characters based on the games they were in because there are often more than one. Mm. And what's interesting is at least one, maybe more than one of the images characters in this game I remember from Inscription. So I know that Dan Mullins does that too. He won't take that sort of character design and put it as a different character in a different game. Yeah, they've, they've, what was it they called it in Wreck-It Ralph? They've gone turbo. There's a mystery character all in black with a fedora and a question mark on the face. This one just pretty much is worthless to talk to every time. Yeah, because he's the walking sim guy. He's got no mouth. <laughs> <laughs> There's a sorceress who says something about being high level and won't discuss magic type. There's a, a buff dude with an X on his chest, says he's from a cooking game, <laughs> which is not a lie. At first, I thought it was. I thought he was trying to hide where he was from, but it's not really a lie. Oh, that's him. The bartender sends Weasel Kid upstairs. The elevator works now because the bartender can make it so. There is a key behind the first door that belongs to the chef, but the door is locked. So we have to, as Super Weasel Kid, crawl in a hole in the wall, go in a passage and into the room, get the key. Notice that there's blood on the bed. I'm not exactly sure what that one was about. Go through the passage. You see a thumbs down icon. And then I believe you just fall. We are now in the Super Weasel Kid game. <laughs> The Super Weasel Kid game is bad. Like Terrible. It's really <laughs> <laughs> the idea behind this is that I believe this is meant to be Linus Snell, the developer that's in the game. We find out later it's not, but this is his first big hit, that's for sure. And I, I kind of have trouble understanding why this would be a big hit. This is such a stupid game. <laughs> I think it's just because it's like it's like the whole oh it's his, it's made by a single developer and it's his first game and he's a kid and stuff like that so Steam is all over it like yeah it's great yeah I suppose so but the still, game still yeah it's not exactly a, a great game is it <laughs> it's cute yeah but the thing is with this game you can't die there's no lose condition yeah so <laughs> you basically platform around. And from here, I think right at the beginning, you meet your friend, Mr. Shrewd, mm -hmm. who basically, if you land on the spikes, he just puts dirt in the way so you can't... You can't die. <laughs> you can't die. I think the object is to get coins. For no reason. <laughs> they don't do anything. You have to click to pop blue bubbles so that you can get the coins inside of those. Mm -hmm. 
An interesting mechanic, though, is that there's a triple jump function. Mm -hmm. So each jump gets you to jump just a little bit higher. Yes, yeah, like a, a jump. It's like a jump, jump, big jump, big jumps. Uh, kind of somersault thing. Yeah, it's kind of cool. If you just hold, you don't have to cl click it. You just hold down the mouse button and just like automatically jump, like boing, boing, boing. I don't think I ever did that. I will say, jumping with the mouse button feels very weird. It is weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it not space or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> That's certainly where my muscle memory kept going. Yeah. Why am I not jump? Oh, right. Because right. it's the mouse. That's such a weird... <laughs> it just feels weird mm -hmm. compared to most of the games we would play. There's a flying carpet that has a cat that needs... 60 coins this is what the coins i think the only time i've actually used. oh them. yeah that is right you do use the coins eventually to get some wisdom which basically the cat tells us this game was built on the ashes of another so even from this first sort of level we are told there's this hidden past yeah i think every game you can you can glitch them out and so you can you can cause them to crash um and even this early yeah, yeah. So the for the first one here is once you get through the game and and once you get into like the the walking sim part of the game, you remember where you signed the contract? Yes. Did you read the contract? Probably not because it's, lo it's long and boring. If a you bit, scroll and then I down, give up, yeah. if you scroll down tons, there's a part in it where it's like I sign over control of Weasel Boy to Game Funa or whatever they were called at this, at this point in the game. And it's like, yeah, but be warned that this game is prone to glitches and stuff, especially if you do this or tickle mountains' chins. And so if you take your mouse and if you wobble it around the mountains, you'll get this error. And when they get when they say you got to cause the game to crash, it crashes and it goes to desktop. <laughs> like, it switches your whole game off. Of course. It's very it, Dan Mullins. Yeah. <laughs> it did not happen... And I was kind of surprised it didn't happen. I just didn't get to it. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. so that's. I mean, you 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 could maybe discover that by accident, but it would be very, very, very hard. But yeah. So if you read the contract, you're like, ah, okay. And the good thing about this game is, at the end of the game, when you finished it, it's all cut into like sixteen or twenty chapters or whatever. There's tons of chapters to choose from. You can just go straight back once you know what you're looking for, and you're like, Bing, get that one. Bing, get that one. Every game has a way to crash it. Okay, interesting. In the second level, you're jumping on clouds. There's a static spot. If you land on it, you get good Steam reviews. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And I think one of them is from Mr. Shrewd himself. <laughs> <laughs> this is such a good game that I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> you get to a point where it's just other positive reviews to jump on, very Dan Mullen style, by my Steam friends. So mm -hmm. you left some positive comments for super weasel kid oh had i had i okay mm. which just shows that you're a hypocrite saying that it's not a good game now yeah there you go you it's clearly did love it when you left your mind. review yeah <laughs> well, the thing is you have hundreds of friends on steam mm. whereas i have like 12 so with me people were leaving multiple comments uh, the only time i saw you was uh you got killed in the um twin stick shooter i was like Justin was killed by blah blah blah. You know, one of my other Steam friends. That was the time your name popped up. So like, ah, okay, and I wasn't. It was the um, the PUBG. Uh, the PUBG where you got the frying pan. Yeah, mm. it's all the names coming up. That's right. <laughs> but the thing is, with this game, you can't lose again. So for me, this would be a boring game. It's a great 
game for little kids, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. And maybe that's the idea, because when people start hating on it later, it seems like they're saying, oh, you ruined my childhood, that kind of thing. Yeah. You're going to fall, and the game shoots a Super Weasel Kid out with no penalty. So if you if you fall off the cloud, you just get bounced right back in again. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> like... Why Why am I playing this game? What is the point of this game? <laughs> to get to the end. That's it, yeah. Mm. The clouds are super cute. Yes. <laughs> and they make super cute noises. The mountains also, which is maybe why you would tickle the chin, just mm. because they're so cute. Everything in this game, the Super Wizzle Kid 1.0, is very cute. Mm. <laughs> At the end of the level, Super Weasel Kid just flies and you see more glowing reviews. We find out Lionel made this when he was 12. Mm-hmm. So I think I said Lionel before. It's Lionel. Lionel, yeah. Lionel Snow. At the end of the second level, you see a small figure wrapped kind of like a mummy. Mm-hmm. And we're going to see this character multiple times. The character says, take care of Mr. Shrewd. He's not young and sure to be replaced. Super Weasel Kid 2. Radical Road. Yeah. <laughs> Now, the clouds are gray and unhappy. (laughs) There's a sort of rock music in the background now. Super Weasel Kid now has sunglasses. Mr. Shrewd says, with all this asphalt, he can't help as much. So now we actually do start taking damage. We jump on Mushroom Man. And once you do that, you also have to do this combat bit. Yeah, you can punch them in the face. <laughs> the comments are now negative, which I agree. I did not like this as much. And that jumping on them and having to do combat was tedious. <laughs> I hated it so much. You fall almost immediately. There's a skateboard on the sign. And the shadowy figure points out the bad comments. Super Weasel Kid at this point says, he doesn't care. <laughs> Super Weasel Kid. 09 Redux The Fall Mr. Shrewd is now replaced by Mr. Squirrel Oh that's right (laughs) Mr. Shrewd died in real life by this point (laughs) And Mr. Squirrel does not seem interested at all He's really (laughs) bored and he's not going to help out at all The game is ridiculously glitchy You kill mushrooms and they immediately respawn You have clouds that break faces that don't fit on the clouds they're floating away from the clouds you have bubbles over coins that just don't pop yes the comments say lionel sold the rights to game funa so here is the connection to inscription mm-hmm. the only good comment is from game funa rob <laughs> <laughs> the negative comments actually hurt super weasel kid Unless you jump on top of them. So they are like another enemy. Mm-hmm. Mr. Squirrel, so much he doesn't care that at the end of the level, he's just asleep. And you can't talk to him. <laughs> Mr. Shrewd was always there to say, hey, good job. <laughs> There's a cannon at each level, which is supposed to shoot you to the beginning of the next level. But this one just doesn't even work. Yeah. And I noticed that my lives were at negative two. (laughs) After this, you will walk through nothingness and bad comments fall 
A shadowy figure lays a rose on the grave of Mr. Shrewd. We now see Super Weasel Kid as he was sort of at the beginning of the game, I believe, with tattoos and ripped up jeans. He wakes in a brick tunnel with a pipe and candles. There's graffiti that says uh, SWK equals lie sarsaparilla, Mm -hmm. which is going to lead into the whole thing. We're in the spoiler section now. The whole thing is that was the game that Lionel made when he really cared about games. Yeah. And that it seems as we progress into this, that the idea is he sort of bought into his own hype, I guess. Yeah. He's not, he's, he's not a, a nice person, is he? <laughs> no. Uh... Which they do very well. They yeah. play that very well. It bordered on, I was about to just not want to finish. Mm-hmm. And just when they hit that point, it's like he knew just when to like cut it. Right. But that's the thing. Sarsaparilla is going to be the hidden thing that we're going to hear about many times throughout the game. I found a glowing rocket that apparently was an escape pod. Super Weasel Kid says, Jeremiah got out all right by the looks of it. Not exactly sure who Jeremiah is. Do you know? No, no. I didn't find anything else about Jeremiah. I I, I worked out who um, the other guy that they keep on talking about, like Vol, Vol, Volheim or something like that. I worked out who he is, but... Okay. Um... Because they keep on talking about him. Or maybe that is him. Maybe, maybe it's Jeremiah Volheim. Maybe, maybe. He's the, the, the kind of gaseous guy that's trapped that that, that we pull out of um, um, Chantrell's brain. Okay. okay. We can take the elevator up to the bar. Super Weasel Kid says, uh, if you click on the door, this key better be for something better than the kitchen <laughs> after that fall. Sorry, it's not. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And yeah, exactly. We find out that's exactly what it's for. We have to give it to Bryce, the character I said before that has the X on his chest. He is now our playable character. So this is where, I mean, I think I should have realized from the beginning that we went from the bartender to Super Weasel Kid. For some reason in my head, I thought we were going to be Super Weasel Kid throughout the whole thing Mm -hmm. and have to discover what every character was hiding. This is better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bryce will recognize the teleporter, say that would be useful, something like that. <laughs> it just happens to be sitting on the bar floor. You can talk to all the other characters, again, as Bryce. He tells Lazarus the fighting game wasn't really his style. He's a chef now. In the kitchen, you have the easiest cooking mini game ever. Yeah. You just have to turn the power on and then follow the steps one, two, three, I think. Yeah. Pick up a bowl, put it in the mixer, and then put the bowl into the oven. Bake done. it. Done. Yeah. To make today's special, the strawberry pie. You need to take it to the sorcerer's room because she has the VIP pass or something, which includes the pie. Yeah. Gotta get the pie. Yeah. On the door, it says Miss Stormblaze, I think. Mm. But we will learn, I guess, her first name is... Chantrell. Mm-hmm. In here, I did find hidden coins. I think there's just a place on the wall to click. Yeah, there's coins under the bed as well, I think, in here. The coin thing, I finally got the achievement. I was like, oh, there's something about this, the, the coins, because we collect these coins and therefore the vending machine, yeah? So And I put one in a vending machine and didn't get anything, yeah. so I didn't do it again. Yeah, so I got enough coins to get it down to zero, and then when you get it down to zero, you can kind of open the door of the vending machine and go inside it. 
and inside there's a radio uh, you can switch you can switch on and then it plays just a bit of monologue it'll say like Lionel did this but it gives you a little bit of the game then there's a, a place for a battery and then there's like three hexes and a mirror so I was like oh man now I've got to open up all three but I couldn't find all the coins in my first run but I was convinced there's something really important here turns out there is something important, kind of, but I still don't really understand what it is. Um, well, no, I do. You go through one of them, you power up this mirror, and then you go inside, you're back inside Super Weasel Boy, and there's a statue to um, one of the characters, and it's like just like a, a little Easter egg to say, I don't know, thank you to one of the characters in the game. But I was like, what happens if you open all of them? There's going to be some super secret. Nah, just an achievement. <laughs> ice cold that's what it's called <laughs> it's like great there are multiple vending machines three of them there. yeah okay so you have to get enough coins to take them all to zero yeah something like I don't know 10 12 15 bucks something like that but there's plenty of coins lying around but they're they're hidden in plain sight but sometimes I was I was walking right past them going how did I miss that I think each time you become a new character there appears to be there, some on the bar. Yeah. So you, you, if you move bottles around, sometimes there's coins underneath those. If you place a, a, a like a, a vase on a shelf, then the drawer underneath it will open and there's coins in there. So it's like if you interact with the environment, you'll be able to find some other coins. But yeah, it's not too hard. It's not as hard as I thought it would be. But yeah, it's like... It's it wasn't as rewarding either no, as you thought it would be. No. I thought there'd be more puzzles inside i thought definitely with that mirror thing i was like oh we're on something big here because the power thing goes up through the roof so i was like i thought you had to power up all of them you know and you'll get something but in the, in the other ones it's just like a dusty old broom closet more or less and it's just it's got a radio inside so you get a little bit of like static and some some voice will come through there is also in her bedroom a note about an exorcism <laughs> now a super weasel kid fell through a spot in the floor Bryce just has the roof fall in on him. Yeah. <laughs> you see some question marks, and it says before the first fight, Bryce doesn't want to fight, but he must train as the fighter. Basically, the trainer won't let him leave. Mm -hmm. So you have to. And this trainer is not just for here. This trainer is throughout the game. Yeah, because he's like the um, he's the in-game assistant isn't he he's like he's like mr paperclip but for the game development engine yeah pretty much exactly <laughs> there's one point where we see him and he's very much like clippy mm -hmm. <laughs> we have the option to punch high low mid depending on where you click but then you also get the ability to jump jump and duck like there's basically and block yeah, so you have the same offense and defense mm -hmm. meant to be even, but the game is never even. We need to get a 10 combo, and then the trainer wants a 1,000. <laughs> In Combat Arena X, there's a flash of news. Like, there's all these little bits of news that come up all the time, and this one is talking about the game being sold by Lionel. I think the game was originally without Chef Bryce, but then he came in later. I, I don't know. Like in my notes, I'm not exactly sure what I meant by that. But we have to fight Baktu, who always looks exactly where he's going to attack. 
<laughs> it's like my, my trainer told me, always look where you will attack. It's like, yeah, that's not a good tactic, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> then I think we have to do a thing where the Grandpa Ghost gives an idea of his moves ahead of time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Once you beat him, teleport appears along with a bad forum post. They talk about how bad Bryce is. Mm-hmm. I love these forum posts as well because they get really, they're so real as well. Like, oh, this cat just so OP. Nerf him. Nerf him, Dev. And it's like, all right, nerfed. He's like, oh, this character's useless now. I want the old one back. You're like, you can never please everybody. Yep, exactly. And that's pretty much what this whole section is about. Yeah. So with the balance patch, Bryce can choose like to give 25% more damage or 25%. Oh, no, this one was where you can get a forward dash, which I chose, and I think I regretted it because I couldn't really get the forward dash to work properly. And that's the thing throughout this part, then. You get to choose your level up. Mm-hmm. But then when he gets nerfed, you have to choose his power down, his nerf. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> alligator, which I think is your next opponent. I really struggled with Alligator for a long mm. time because the character just runs in and just pounds away. Yeah. It took me a number of tries before I realized, oh, I just need to block long enough. And then... He'll fall asleep, and yeah. then you just destroy him. <laughs> yeah, he's basically that character from uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out, isn't he? The guy that comes in all all fit, all, all hands, and then he's just like uh, tired. It's like <laughs> pop. <laughs> we then have to fight Steambot Willie, who has a giant shield. So you just have to avoid all the moves until you can do the low kick. Chandrel, who is actually in this game, I think, says, "Take the game seriously." And then the idea is win enough fights, then you're labeled OP and you get removed. Mm -hmm. So if you want out of the game, you just have to really fight hard. You'll be too OP. They're going to take you out of the game, which is exactly what happens. We have a whole montage of fights with Bryce, (laughs) just totally destroying everyone until they choose the penalty. Uh, I think it was up and down are switched. Mm-hmm. And or you could be weak, fifty percent more damage taken, which makes it just impossible. You now have to fight Sado the magician, mm-hmm. who is going to reoccur multiple times in the game. Easy KO. Everything becomes godlike, starting to hit with the health bar. They swap characters. There is a section with magic hats. Yes, where you have to follow the duck and hit the right one, which I failed at miserably (laughs) many times. (laughs) There's a fighting dummy like the one from the training room. You have to hit the eye when it is in the special box of the health bar. So there's like a rotating thing going along the health bar and you have to hit it at just the right time. So it becomes a, not a rhythm game, but Mm -hmm. something like it. Yeah. I like Sado, though, this this character, because she's just pure chaos, basically. Once you win, though, finally you get removed from the game, and then Bryce is put into Cooking Granny. A new beginning, question mark? Yeah. <laughs> I was so terrible at Cooking Granny. I was, I thought I was doing well, but I was like, I wonder if there's an achievement for getting all the pies, because I dropped four of them, and I was like, oh, I was so close. I dropped 22. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just could not get the hang of it. Uh, She's throwing them at different levels, and I was always guessing the wrong one. Yeah. It's like it was one of those old kind of Game & Watch games, isn't it? You've got like three levels, and then you've got to put the pies out at three levels. And yeah, yeah, I, I like this game. But yeah, I dropped four, and I was kicking myself. Did you find out if there is an achievement? No, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't look it up. The trainer from before enters and says, Game Funa owns Combat Arena X now. Bryce has to go back. Mm. I think he makes us hit the granny, if I remember correctly. <laughs> or maybe oh, yeah, he yeah, does. Right. He does. Yeah, that's the, you're right. Yeah. It's by accident, though. Yeah. She kind of gets in the way, and then he's like, look what you've done. <laughs> <laughs> Which I believe makes Bryce banned from the game. Mm-hmm. I can't believe you hit the granny. <laughs> what a terrible, what a terrible guy. There's a static screen. Bryce walks down a dark street. There are windows that have, I think, news behind them at this point. And then there's a new game where you have no Bryce because <laughs> he, hit, <laughs> he hit the granny, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Even though that wouldn't have happened in-game. This is sort of the, like you were saying before, the Wreck-It Ralph. It's sort of the things that happen when the game is not on. Right. <laughs> I don't think we would actually have the game where Mr. Irving would come in and... <laughs> And talk to Bryce that <laughs> yeah. way and give all the secrets. But we go back to the bar. We now control Chandrel. She and Lazarus, we find out, have a past. Which, actually, we get to very soon. I didn't realize we would. She goes to the room. I think she eats some of the pie, gets the key, goes to the cellar. There's a pipe path puzzle here. And you have to <laughs> get the different liquids to the tank. Your Sphinx milk and a dragon tears, something like no, it's cracking tears and dragon something, dragon blood. Yeah. Um, the possessed voice doesn't like it. We then go to Secrets of Legendaria. Mm-hmm. Opening day, RPG. A cute character wakes Chandrel. Muji, I think. Oh, I forgot to say, yeah. Sorry, I, 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 for the, uh, the the kicking game, the the, the Bryce game. Um, you do the um, Konami code to break that one. <laughs> so it's like up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, A, B. But you can't do A, B, A, B on this because there's, there's, there's a mouse. Um, but that, that's, that, that's what crashes this uh, the last game. Um, and what crashes this game is if you type in like Endervale, when it asks you what's your name, you know, right at the beginning, if you type in Endervale, it'll be, as you type in, it's like, whoa, don't do that one. And then if you do, the game completely doesn't doesn't crash the desktop immediately, but it just goes all like weird colors, and like, you can't see any of the scenery. It's all destroyed. Um, but yeah, so and Endervale for this one, Konami Code for the last one. Okay, <laughs> this was probably my favorite part of the game. I think I thought it would be. <laughs> <laughs> it makes fun of all the turn-based combat. Yeah, it just deals with the meta jokes in this one just so well. Yeah. I love how you're beating up all the slimes and you see that slime just on the word. He's like, oh, did you think I was going to rush at you like one of all those other guys? (laughs) Don't judge his book by its cover, mate. (laughs) (laughs) Poor Muji. There was a picture of the whole family in her room where I think if you click on it, she says, I wonder what's happened to them. Mm -hmm. But once she's in the game, she does not care at all. (laughs) Muji acts like she has 
amnesia. Oh, you probably don't remember how to do this, so I need to teach you mm -hmm. the sort of tutorial section of the combat. But in this playthrough, Shandar remembers everything. And so she starts pulling out magic she should not have at this point in the game and just totally destroys him. Yeah. He's like, whoa, that was, that was pretty powerful. You don't have to do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if there's a way to let him live. Is there a way to let him there live? There is, yeah. Okay. I probably should have tried it, but I was having too much fun. Yeah. With her dark tome available, yeah, she just totally crushes him. There's a Twitch-like chat on the right for this one, mm -hmm. which says, oh, that was too harsh. <laughs> Again, these are going to be my Steam friends who are leaving all these comments. Mm -hmm. We gain 5 gold and 50 XP. In the shack, we see Valamir. The thing that we're going to find out is possessing her. It was his dark tome. He's the one manipulating the meta of this game to say, don't you want out? Here's what we'll do. We need to get Valamir the three orbs of power to guarantee that there is no sequel to this game. We're going to fight, like you said, two slimes. We, again, get to start leveling up our character. So you can choose more mana or more health. I typically, in this game, went for more mana. Mm -hmm. Because that seemed to be what I was running out of. In town, there's the slime mad because we're prejudiced against him. There's the kid waiting for his dad, Muji. You're going to have a long wait, kid. Sorry. Yeah. A janitor prepares the temple for the final battle. He's like not even, I guess he's an NPC, but he almost seems like he's not meant to be there at all. He wants to be in Vicious Galaxy game instead. Anything's better than just cleaning up this temple. He'll regret that later. Yeah. Mr. Squirrel from Super Weasel Kid is here running the shop. I don't think he ever bought anything. I bought some stuff, yeah. Because did you just take the shortcut and then just beat the dragon? I did. Yeah, I went the, I went the long way around. Mm, is there an achievement for that? No. It gets so funny, though, because it just gets so lazy. It's like it gets to the point where the enemies run in at you and then start the battle. But by the time you – basically, you up in like a U-shape. So you go up, turn, and come back down. I assume so, yeah. And then uh, – but by the, by the time you're coming down this U-shape, they're just standing there. And you, you've got to actually walk into them to start the fight. They don't even come at you. <laughs> the north is blocked by a motorcycle. If only there was a mechanic, which we're going to run into later. And again, in, in inscription, he's the bridge the, the bridge fixer as well. Exactly, yeah. I wonder if he's in... Um, I should have played um, Pony, Island. Pony Island again just to see how many of these characters are in that as well. In this game, before we get to the part with the dragon, we encounter Lazarus. Lazarus is the space marine, but in here he is a knight. Mm-hmm. And he is the one who will give us that shortcut if we want to take it, which I did. When you beat the dragon, you have a teleport, and that will take you, I believe, straight to Valamir, mm -hmm. who offers Lazarus a sword to join in the destruction of the game. Lazarus agrees, gets a super powerful sword, so all his moves have now been leveled up quite a bit as well. For the next orb, you have to battle the Sphinx, so you have to get 36 Anks, mm -hmm. or Anks, I've never quite be sure how to pronounce it but you have to get those to enter Lazarus tells us of a bugged one in the north part of the map so if you just go get that you can click on it as many times as you need yeah and you have like he had like a hundred of them and then you go back and the 
character guarding the door says, oh, this isn't a bugged one, is it? No, no, no. These are these are totally fine. It's legit, man. Yeah. Did you go through and get them all legitimately? Yeah. Of course. <laughs> and what did that change? Nothing. <laughs> I will say this too. To get into the bugged one, there was a door puzzle, which I had no clue how to get in. But if you're watching the Twitch like chat on the right, there's a character called Bandito7. Oh, yeah, he just tells you the answer. Yeah. He tells you the answer. And then at one point... Does he get banned? Gets banned <laughs> and then comes back in as like Bandito7 banned or yeah, something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you mods. I'm just going to keep coming back. <laughs> yeah. We pretty much need him, though, because against the Sphinx, it's just riddles. And some of them, there's just no way to know the answer. No, they're ridiculous, yeah. After we beat that part, we get to deal with the ship and the Kraken. Mm -hmm. We'll find out that the captain was killed and is hidden in the captain's chambers. You can follow a sort of map you know, treasure map style dotted line to the X, which is on his dead body. Yeah. I believe that the one who's playing the captain is Irving, who is that trainer again from before. There is a fight. I think Chandral agrees to be in all sequels or it goes down now. Partway through, Irving makes Chandral fight combat style. So we have to reuse what we learned in the Bryce sections. Lazarus can help at times. So, basically, Irving's taking away her magic, and you just have to walk up and start punching, but Lazarus has a move that heals, I think, so you can just mm -hmm. keep healing her, which is what I did. Yeah. The shadowy sort of mummy figure appears after Irving takes off. He steered the ship out of the fog, so now you can see everything. He also conveniently hit the Kraken with the ship so you don't have to fight the Kraken yeah, to get the orb. Just laid out. <laughs> like, here, here's the orb for you. And the character recommends the Six Pint Inn. Mm. If you need a place to go, check out the Six Pint Inn. Valamir will eat the orbs and the world goes dark. Comments pop up and block the game. In this, we do see that Lionel Snell made this game as well. And outside... <laughs> The administration office, T. Irving, uh, Lazarus and Chandra find out that the game is canceled. There's no more sequel. So, uh, Lazarus is sent to Vicious Galaxy. Mm -hmm. And Chandra's punishment is to be possessed by Valamir. And so, she will be stuck with him forever. In the present, we are back in that room in the basement. Valamir is extracted and trapped in a jar. We get to head back up to the bar. Now we get to play Rust section. The yep. Fallout XCOM style, like original Fallout kind yeah. of game. Very short one as well. This one's really quite over before it even gets started kind of thing. I like this one. I like, I like this one because it's so funny because it's so bugged. And you can do some really insane combos and things like that because you got all those cartridges that you can cheat with i just had the whole map just covered with mines it's just like sit back here or come and get me <laughs> it couldn't even get close to you you're so overpowered in this it's funny there are some parts though with the poison that i found really tricky to do oh when the, the clouds of gas come up yeah yeah 
And you've got the... The mines kind of solve that, because if they step on a mine, they kind of clear a cloud of gas anyway, yeah. so it's like, that's kind of useful. So the walking mines was a fantastic one. I definitely struggled sometimes, because if you just choose the wrong thing, it doesn't work. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. you got to choose the right the right cheat. That's, that's cool, though. And you, you did that in Pony Island as well, where it's like, here's a game, it's so unbelievably easy, and I've given you infinite ammo, infinite damage, infinite range, but it's in itself, it's a puzzle. Like, how do I get into position and, and be able to do that before? Because basically one shot and you're dead. Or, or Yeah, uh, and that's the issue with some of them. They have tricky things that happen. And for some, you don't want the, the mutant side character to die. So you have to right. make sure that that doesn't happen. That probably happened more than... Rust dying for yeah. me because the mutant is melee and has to be like right in front. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I got into with the mine walking. Yeah. I, I definitely did that more with that character. Just to lay a line where I know you'd be safe and then do another line where I know you'd be safe. Right. But it does get very tricky because you also get to a point where to do things you have to switch your cheats mm-hmm. so you use your infinite walk for one thing and then switch to infinite range and something else mm-hmm. which was a lot of fun to play around with but boy once you get to the later sections it becomes really tricky mm-hmm. when you take away his side character and when they take away the ability to mod, mm-hmm. that becomes incredibly tricky. <laughs> it's like, oh, this this was fun when I was overpowered. Yeah. <laughs> it's not so much fun when I actually have to play the game. One thing about this one in Waste World is the mechanic is also your store person selling you all the mods. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. And also you have the... <laughs> Ticket? I made a huge mistake because I didn't buy the ticket when I got a freebie item, and I should have. So then I ended up with, like, needing to get the 666 coins or something, (laughs) which wasn't too hard to do, but it was... I knew I was stupid. As soon as I clicked on it, I went, why didn't I get the ticket (laughs) that I need to get the special mod? And it was, like, worse after I got that, so it's like, oh, I did this to myself. Yeah. Now that, that that that's that's the way to crash this game is as well as if you there's a part where you can choose your own damage, and so if you click it up, it goes all the way up to one thousand. It goes up in tens, and it goes up to one thousand and six, and then if you start clicking backwards, it goes down by tens, and you can get it to go to six six six. Ah, okay. And then the game just switches off again. <laughs> Another <laughs> crash to desktop. Um, This, though, is the idea of an early access game that was never finished. It was left abandoned. Modders basically came in to fill in the gaps. But the shadow figure says they will receive a cease and desist, which is exactly what happens. And we find out later that Lionel did not like the modders at all. Yeah, because Lionel is full of himself. (laughs) So as I said before, you do get the ticket. Everything looks flowery and beautiful, but now you have to battle Sado again. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't. She, and, she, and she doesn't play fair. Yeah, 
Target's Rocky. You have to start over, as I said, hardcore with no cheats and now no Rocky. There is a Super Weasel Kid mod rewind. That's the only thing. So if you lose, you get to start the level over again. Mm -hmm. Or you can also use it to reverse a step if you realize you made a mistake. But the first one of these I just found really tricky to mm -hmm. do because you, it feels to me like you have to move him in just the right spot every time. And I think at least to me, it felt like you had to take at least one hit or else you weren't going to make it through. Mm -hmm. Russ now goes to Super Weasel Kid 1 and he's shooting the coins because mm -hmm. he doesn't jump. So he shoots the coins down. If you fall on the spikes, the corpses you leave behind will allow you to jump across. Yeah. Get out, you shoot Squirrel, and then you play as one of the raiders now. Sado pretends to be Rocky, which I think at this point we find out is Rust's son. Mm -hmm. You get to be Sado and kill Rust, and then under the wasteland, out to the shadowy figure. Who removes the garb, we see the green guy with mushrooms on his face. Mm -hmm. Is this meant to be the same as the one in the description? I think so. He says, you can't save Rocky. Lionel already decided his fate, but you can help someone else. <laughs> There's an R and then a dash. And it says, don't say my name. Stick to the script. <laughs> and this other interrupting voice is interrupted at the door and says it is Lazarus. One thing I didn't talk about that I would like to is getting into Rust's room because there is this whole puzzle of... Oh, the holograms. The holograms. So with the holograms... They're leading you the way, but if you hover the cursor over them, then whatever they're projecting will be blocked. Mm -hmm. And using this mechanic, there are a number of ways to get into the room or get into the next section because you had to grab items from around the six pints and block them. Mm -hmm. With usually the last one being you just covering it up with the cursor. I really like that. I didn't know what was going on at first but it was a lot of fun once i realized exactly what was going on yeah and i think also at this point you can get into the kitchen and sort of see the behind the scenes thing you can't get into the armory yet you need lazarus to do that mm -hmm. but you can see the room where there's all sorts of buttons and switches that are controlling the six pint and you can see all the notes that indicate this is not the first time this has happened the special key lime pie, which the bartender at some point has said, what? The special is not key lime. Oh, you're talking about an actual key. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Because the bartender is very aware that this is not the first time and yeah. that there are all these things. And I think this is also what allows you to activate other things like the second elevator and make sure that that works. Yeah. It's like this thing kind of control room behind the scenes, isn't it? Yeah. Lazarus is sent now to the armory. Mm. That room we couldn't get into before to get a gun. We come out and we see Irving shoot him. Mm. Vicious Galaxy 2. Or something like it. <laughs> <laughs> Team of four on a ship, about to go on a mission. You have <laughs> Muji Jr. is uh, part of the group. Mm. <laughs> There's a man in gray who is our hooded shadowy figure from before. It's a top-down shooter with just waves of enemies. They leave the ship and enter the halls. You get, for each section, a different gun. So you get a shotgun 
from Junior. You find Jeremiah's body it has a mind control drone on it, like from Wasteland. Yeah, this, that, this is like the this is like the uh, the Hotline Miami kind of game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Um, good soundtrack as well. I like the music for this part. In a different section, you get to be a sniper. I really like this, but I hated it at first because I didn't understand how it was supposed to work. Yeah, it does eventually tell you, but it's like the first time I was like, I can't see anything. <laughs> yeah, like... I had to go to a walkthrough to figure out. Oh, really? Yeah. No, they tell you eventually because I was like trying to aim. And he's like, oh, no, if you – he says if you walk as you would, hold down this button and walk as if you're going and then your target will extend out. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks for telling me. Maybe it said it and I missed it. Yeah. Maybe I didn't If you understand. missed it, then you're screwed because there's just no way that you would work that out. It's really unintuitive. Yeah. You basically just have to wazda your scope up and around. Yeah. And then you can see things mm-hmm. that you wouldn't normally. And once I figured that out, that was great. I like the sniper gun, so I kept that one for the next section. But I didn't need any gun for the next section because... You run through the final area. You can't shoot them quick enough. They yeah. just waste everything. <laughs> I was trying to kill things going, I've got one. Oh, no, you got them first. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I shot a single person. A weird thing here, though, mm-hmm. is just before we enter that final section, because the character gave us the sniper rifle and had us do everything, that character is shot for being a coward. Yeah. No room for cowards in this place. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was the guy with like the little Rudolph nose, wasn't it? Yeah. The boss here says we are scum for killing NPCs. Jeremiah has gone too far. Gives us the stats, I think. 87 Grundas, 102 Moglies, a handful of Steambots. <laughs> the facade dropped. We are at Gameworks and Irving speaks directly to the player. Lazarus speaks to Super Weasel Kid. Did you find the right column? Below Gameworks, a few minutes ago, we are now Super Weasel Kid, who is snuck in and playable. We have to plant a bomb, which, honestly, I was not sure I was planting in the right spot. But I was lucky it worked. It works, yeah. We wake as Lazarus. Junior is dead. We need to destroy three orbs to get the elevator working. Switch between the sort of compressed darker color world and the bright world. Mm -hmm. So this is a really fun level of going between I said kind of like 2D and 3D but that's not really the way it works it's more going from side scroller to top top down down. Mm. and it allows you to interact with different things another slime is here to tell us we're prejudiced for wanting to kill it yeah I'm on vacation (laughs) (laughs) these compressors and processors whatever they are Mm. You can push them on tracks, so that allows you to go to different sections. There are parts that when you are top-down, you can get to, but when you are 2D kind of side-scroller, you can't get to. Yeah. There are turrets you have to avoid. When you are top-down, they will kill you, but if you can get around them in the side-scroller, you're totally fine. Mm-hmm. And one of the best parts was... For me, a turret where there was a whole bunch of enemies. Yes. But if you swap to the 2D mode, it will still sort of track you, but it can't hit you. But it will hit all of the enemies around so that you can destroy that orb and power up the elevator. I think you get an achievement for that. 
because um, that's, that's how I solved that as well. It's just like yeah, the two D thing. Because it's like yeah, you're on, you're basically flat on the ground, aren't you? But so it's just shooting over your head, killing everybody else. But yeah, nice way to do some crowd control. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to this level, though. There's tons. I'm sure there's stuff that I've missed in this in this level because this level is quite big, and the options are because there's there's some other stuff in here as well. There's parts where you can go when you go two D, you can basically walk through the walls as well. Um, and there's a part where you walk through a wall and there's the same it's not the same person but it's the same situation as in inscription where when you walk through the forest there's somebody cooking some stuff on a spit and just like hanging out that guy's here as well uh, through one of the walls he's got his campfire set up he's roasting some meat and he's just like oh yeah I'm just I'm just hanging out here you know I've I've escaped all, all this and I'm just hiding from the um, game Thuna kind of thing <laughs> they can't find me here Jeremiah says we are here to free a very dangerous NPC there's uh, the dragon the verm, the alligator from before they're imprisoned and just talk incessantly yeah. there is a, I think this is the part with the tricky laser bit yeah, you bounce off the mirrors to get through in the artifact room, Sado has a fight with a giant crab Pokemon Mm -hmm. And then there's sort of a, like you said, the PUBG area with uh, a pan you yeah. start with. <laughs> Seda will eat mushrooms and grow giant boss time where you have to deal with the hands and you have to shoot them to keep away and spiders that will come out of Sado's mouth. Mm -hmm. Once that's done, you get to take the hexagon artifact and leave. A spider will crawl out of the crate. You sneak past Irving and exit. Mm -hmm. In the bar, we're back to Irving being shot. Everything pauses but the bartender, who says, Lazarus killed Irving at the bar with the assault rifle. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> they say something to that effect as well. I was like, oh, it was the guy that's been killing everyone the entire game. That's his whole thing. Like, imagine that. <laughs> but it's basically saying the murder mystery part of the game, the Cluedo right, yeah. form of the game. That's done. Yeah. Were, yeah. You, were you satisfied by this? Is, is <laughs> yeah. that where they give you that? Yeah. yeah. Did, you, did you press no? I said, Sorry, did you, did you press yes? I said no. Uh, if you press yes, credits just roll <laughs> and it's done. I assume so and I didn't want to stop yeah. playing so yeah. I said no. But are you allowed to just go back in you and go do straight that back part? In. Yeah. You go straight back into Probably it. Probably should have done. Yeah. That's, is that an achievement as well? Probably. Come yeah. on. The question mark character now. The bartender wants that character plus the player to exit and go to his cabin. Yeah, there's a cabin off to the side of his cabin, which I'm very confused by. There's really nothing in there. I'm sure there's a secret in there, but I just couldn't uncover it. You need to power up the computer. You're going to hear, oh, Susanna. And once you do that, the powering up is a fun little puzzle of a line that will connect behind the bookshelves. Yeah. bookshelves but the way that it looks it's going to connect is not the way it often connects. So it's almost like when you get behind the bookcase, the pipes swap mm -hmm. and you can't tell. So you just have to keep trying until you find the right path to make the computer power up. Yeah. The elevator will take you down to a secret basement. There are runes and a teleporter. Walk. The magnum opus. <laughs> You're now a first-person walking sim. Was this your favorite part of the game? Probably. 
You walk forward toward a door, and the whole time you're going to get Lionel Snill talking about himself and the game. This is like a director commentary. This is very much like The Beginner's Guide. Yes. We get to see his childhood room where Super Weasel Kid was born. I didn't click on enough stuff here. I didn't realize. I clicked on the computer. I was like, oh, okay, I'm done with that part now. Uh, so I didn't get as much about, oh, yeah, Mr. Trude was the pet and that kind of stuff. I got it from the next section. but Yeah, you can click on the cages and stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, Lionel is just a very, very egotistical, just not the kind of person I would want to hang around with ever. I wonder if he was always that way or if his success made him that way. Yeah, it sounds like... I don't know. I'm not sure. Maybe. It sounds like he was always like that. Like, just... I mean, I can't I can't hate on, hate on a 12-year-old for making a game, but... But we don't see him as a 12-year-old. No. We see him after he's done all of this, after he's made Super Weasel Kid, and he wanted to make a game with no objective, but market research said that was a bad idea. So, Super Weasel Kid... And then he tried to make it better, but everybody hated that. They just wanted more of the same, mm. but then they complained when it was too much the same, which I get. Like a lot yeah. of those arguments he makes about the way people respond to games, I understand. But his attitude. Yeah, he gets progressively worse as you go through the game as well. Like really just just mean and just full of himself and total disregard for anyone else. Everyone else is stupid. Modders suck. Reviewers don't know what they're talking about. When the game doesn't work, he blames it on like his high school crush Carla or something that he hired. Yes. She must have been sabotaging me the whole time. Yes, yeah. It couldn't have been the fact that my programming didn't work. Yeah, he doesn't take any responsibility for his failures, takes all the credit for when it goes well. Um, yeah, he's just a terrible human being, but he does get his comeuppance <laughs> in more than one way. There are some maze-like sections where you need to hit the switches to unlock some pathways. Like, again, like Pony Island, there's sort of the playing around with the idea of programming without actually doing the programming. Oh, that's right, yeah. they got the Pony Island programming bits in here too, yeah. So you have to go through and, boy, the last one. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to go up, branch off. Hmm. You get they're, these. Sy they're symmetrical as well, so you've got to have the right path and enough enough room on either side to yeah. go out. Yeah, and I think the last one was three of them mm -hmm. in a row. You have to get up to one box where two more are going to sprint from. So you're dealing with the third one off to the side with the new two, and then doing that again and again, mm -hmm. and having to just figure out the right order. So many times, I just ended up back at zero again and had to start over <laughs> yeah yeah that last one was was pretty rough when you're walking around the office how many of the or if any of the tarot cards did you find i don't know that i found any ah, okay because when you go in you know when you walk through the office you can click on some of the monitors and in the monitors are almost the exact cards design from inscription and so you've got the janitor the um the, the the trickster or something like that. You've got four different cards. The Oracle, that's the cat woman on the flying carpet. Um and then you just get a bit of backstory about each one. And so that's a, that's an achievement if you find all four cards. But yeah. So there's there's that. And this is the room. If you look behind the posters, then you'll find like Konami code, 
um, this thing. So you find a lot of the, the tricks to crash the games here, which is why you've really got to choose this ending and then go back and play it all again to get that, the achievements for crashing all the games. Although I couldn't find the one to crash Lazarus's game. Like, I don't know how to crash that one. That's, I'll save that for a third playthrough. <laughs> he says that he hit rock bottom. That's when he was in the desert while making Wasteland. Miserable and hot, which we both know we've lived in the desert. <laughs> he was unfocused. He would sit staring at the screen, not getting anything done. He would do a little bit of work and then reward himself by allowing himself to read comments, which just made him feel bad. And he just <laughs> put himself in this awful spiral. But again... The modding community came to save the game, and he stopped that from happening. So he basically destroyed the joy that people got from what he did start. And what he didn't finish. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. He's very confident that his garbage game walk will win awards. <laughs> but I will say this. This was the part for me where it was about to go too far. I was tired of listening to this guy. Mm -hmm. Yes, he's a very unlikable character. And just as that was... About to hit the point where I'm like, okay, I'm going to stop playing. The shadowy character pops up and says, he goes on like this for a while. And then just cuts <laughs> you to this awards section where, yeah, you can go get the award, I suppose. I didn't do that, though, I think, because I had been told by one of the characters in game, there's a secret way mm -hmm. to the left just before you go through that final door go to the left and you'll be able to go to a secret area. Yeah. Yeah. You can basically finish the game normally again, just by walking through the door as Lionel would want you to, or you, you accept the award and you double back and then you, yeah, there's like a glitch in the uh, hand railing, isn't there? Mm -hmm. that you can walk through. And here you get to play Root Beer Tender, Lionel's first game. Mm -hmm. The tender is Reginald, who we've seen already in the game. There are basically three counters we have to quick fill and send them down the counter to the customer. Isn't that an already a game? Was it called Tapper or something like that? Like Beer Tapper or something like that? There, there is a game that this already exists, a Nintendo game. It's possible. Irving interrupts the game and stops Reginald. We find out that Reginald is the bartender, mm -hmm. which is why we've seen him before. <laughs> he basically breaks Reginald's legs, which is why he's in the wheelchair after yeah. this point. Well, you'd think in the Matrix there are no rules. It's like you just get that fixed. But no. In present, we go to the attic. The hexagon glows. The six characters are all around. And we do a sort of seance or yeah. magic ritual. Mm -hmm. This allows Reginald into the real world to strangle Lionel. Yeah. Dan Mullins. <laughs> Dan Mullins gets his... Gets his comeuppance. <laughs> I don't think it's Dan Mullins. It is him. Is it? Yeah, he's the actor. Okay. <laughs> so it's I thought you meant it was meant to oh, be no, no, him. It's Dan Mullins playing Lionel. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's a great ending to a great game where, again, used so many variety of different styles and genres in a way that it's not normally done and not probably not the ideal way to do it. But clever that he could make all of those genres work with just point-and-click mechanics. Mm -hmm. And again, like you said, hiding so many things throughout. Yeah, there's tons of secrets. There's so many secrets. And in fact, there's one other one that 
I did not solve this. I'm not taking no credit for this. It was This was all down to Reddit and a kind of ARG because Dan Mons loves his ARGs. So there's another game on Steam that you can find. It's by a developer called Carla51 and it's called Beneath the Surface and it's a fishing game. And what you do is you, you're ice fishing and you put your pole into the water, pull up a fish, you get some cash. There's three things to upgrade. You can upgrade your um, the type of hook you've got the rate of speed because you go pretty deep by the end of it and the depth of your line, right? And so you basically, you fish down. I think the max is like 250 meters. It takes quite a while. It took me 40 minutes to play the game. It's free on Steam. You can pick it up. Anyway, so you fish and you just get all these weird things and it becomes a bit weird, of course. And then eventually you find a locket and on the locket is just this big string of code and well, I know what to do because I'd read about it. But um, but what you do is you take that code, you go back into the hex, you find something, it gives you the key for that code, and then you put it into a thing online, like a hex hexadecimal converter, and then it tells you Lionel.exe. If you go into back into Beneath the Surface, when you're in the game, you just type in Lionel.exe, you get another movie, isn't it? Like the kind of true ending to the game is in this other game. <laughs> it's amazing. And so what that is, is it's um, it's basically, it's a really short thing. Um, and it's it's that end scene of him going to collect the award. But everything is really like grayed out. It's There's two colors. It's all blocky. And then he goes down another path. And then he goes into the room and he's just basically talking. So I think it's, I think what they've done to him is they strangled him and maybe they've trapped his soul or something like that because now he's stuck in this and he goes down into the root tapper or what's it called? The, uh, the root beer game. You go down and you go through the, and you, you're in that 2D world. So the, the, the benches are all like a pixel wide and stuff. And you walk down and then there's this, this big picture of, um, what's his name? Reginald? No. The bartender? Yeah. Reginald. Ah, it's Reginald. The big picture of Reginald on the wall. And Lionel finally is a human being. And he's like, this was my first game, blah, 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 blah. And I, my, my, my ego got the better of me. And I basically wiped this game because I thought it was too juvenile because it was my very first one. I wanted to be better. And I didn't, I, I cared what people thought about me. And then in the end, he's like, I'm really sorry. And so it's kind of a nice ending. So it kind of, yeah. But he's only doing that now because he's trapped in hell. <laughs> but, yeah. Does that give you an achievement for the fishing game then? No, there's no achievements for the fishing game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's just a little, another, another Easter egg ARG thing. And yeah, the guy, man, he does these things. He doesn't have to do this. He just, he just likes doing it. That's the thing, you know. He's got a, a passion for this kind of stuff. And the amount of effort and energy that he puts into his games beyond the game itself is incredible. Exactly. I, I appreciate yeah. it. And that's where I kind of feel like he has a right after doing this for three games. Now, he hadn't at this point. This mm-hmm. was only his second game. But I now, after three games, would say he definitely has the right to talk about passion in game making mm. and wanting to do it just because you want to do it. Not necessarily as Lionel does much in the game, seems like he was just doing it for money. Right. And also for the awards and for the praise. And when he didn't get that, he was utterly crushed because Mm. that's all he had. 
it brings up a lot of interesting things about following your dreams, about being a game developer, having to deal with the good comments, and, of course, dealing with the bad comments, trying to build stuff for your fans while also trying to be true to yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that's part of where Lionel fails, is I don't think he had a self at that point. He didn't have an identity. Mm -hmm. He seemed to base his entire identity on his success of Super Weasel Kid and then the other game. And the thing was for him, it's much like what I've heard YouTube content creators talking about you get that viral hit and you're always trying to get that next one mm -hmm. and you sort of burn out trying to do that. And that seems to be very much what Lionel as a character had been doing. He had one super huge hit and he tried to do it again with the same game mm -hmm. and failed miserably. And he tried to do it with a different game and gave in so much to the I don't know that's the thing with the fighting game would you say he failed because he gave in to the criticism and tried to change it or was it just not that great of a game to begin with yeah I don't know I mean I think yeah I he should have just yeah stuck to I get the idea that what what Dan Mullins is trying to say is like just stick to your guns and just do what you want to do don't don't listen to that because you're never going to be able to please everybody it's going to be too easy and then it's going to be too hard. I'm playing Elden Ring right now and I get so much, um, you know, hatred when I play that on Twitch because I suck at it, but, <laughs> but I really enjoy playing it. But it's like, you're doing it wrong. It's like, no, I'm playing it how I want to play it. Get off my back. You know? <laughs> um, oh, you're a mage. Oh, go and, go and die. <laughs> you know, it's like, but I like magic. <laughs> um, and it's so funny because this is exactly what happened to me. I was, I was on stream and everybody's like, oh man, your character's so weak. You're so, you're so garbage, blah, 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 blah. And then I got to this fight and I, I, I bossed him and I killed him. Like I didn't die once absolutely destroyed him and then people in chat are like oh man you're so OP he's <laughs> like what just a minute ago you were telling me how bad I was at this game and now and now I, I beat someone and I'm OP like you can't you just can't win mm -hmm. but it brings up just a lot of interesting topics in an interesting way and again this is one of those games to tell this story it really needs to be told through the lens of a game mm -hmm. through the characters in a way that I just don't think you could pull off with the same sort of feeling and depth that you would if you tried to make this into a movie. Yeah, or or even a walking sim. You know, it's like this is this is technically if you if you removed everything and just had the dialogue and stuff like that, this is a walking sim. But it's a walking sim that's got like all these genres mashed together. And it's, he does that really well. It's like finding ways to include other genres, and then there's still this. This kind of almost like finding the audio logs, finding the diary pages, but he's done it in this way that's through action and through other characters talking between themselves, and we we get the story, and we are. But but at the same time, he always plants us firmly in the game, and we know that there's a fourth wall, and it's broken very very often. But we're totally down with it, and we're in for the ride. It's, I don't know. He's good at what he does. And now I just have to wait for the next one. Come on, Dan Molly, let's get to the Steam Forum. Let's, let's start baiting him. <laughs> Take your time. Make something good. That's will, what we really want. He will, man. He will. I've got no doubt. Gaps for the more gaps created.